Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Well, this may be TMI, but I woke up today and I felt something unusual in my womb. In your womb. This is definitely veering into TMI territory. (laughs) What do you think it was? I, I woke up and I was watching the news and I realized what it was. It was Demon semen. <laughs> you it was are... trending on Twitter. <laughs> Should we leave that open until uh, we discuss well, it? We'll in a have minute? to discuss it later. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's terrible. And this is Nope. <laughs> the podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, before we start, what is on that T-shirt you're wearing? E Grandi Quaranta? What does that mean? Uh, e Grandi Quaranta. It means the big 40. It's from my friend John Kemper's 40th birthday, which was in Tuscany two summers ago. And we had no idea at the time that two summers later we would be in e Grandi Quarantina. Yeah. Actually, quarantine <laughs> comes from the Italian words quaranta giorni, which means 40 days from oh, the Black Death. That's very clever. Yeah, you were they, you were prescient, <laughs> right? And it did yeah. hit Italy first, really. That was the first. So maybe they saw it coming. With, and they, they printed maybe. up novelty T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you've set the tone very okay. well for this podcast. Um, coming up, just to tease it, we do have the latest installment of summer music series and uh i won't give it away but um we are going to break down what is widely considered the worst music video of the 1980s and there is some tough competition in there so you know it's going to be good which is to say bad which is to say good (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. before we do the nopes rachel anything interesting happened with you this week (laughs) i mean interesting the the bar is low for interesting but so my mother-in-law sent us a package and it's a magic kit for aj and that's sweet yeah it was very sweet it has all these pieces and instructions there's 75 magic tricks that you can do with it and so now i am in the position of having to teach AJ how to do magic by reading this little booklet that comes along with it but the problem is that I cannot understand it and I realize <laughs> you need that you, need, <laughs> you need to know magic to teach magic yes. it is not teach easily a, conveyed a man to fish, fish. <laughs> wait so there's and 70 I, I, wait there's 75 magic tricks in this Yes, there's 75 magic tricks in it. I have the booklet right here. Does um, a kid really need 75 magic tricks? Like, wouldn't seven be enough? That's pretty cool. No, I think, yeah. I mean, if I could teach him seven, I would be really happy. But the problem is that I have this lifelong medical problem. I was telling Josh about this. I, I cannot read instructions. Like, I definitely, like, I have ADD. I know that. But the way these instruction manuals are written, whether it's for a game or an appliance or whatever, it's so boring that I get distracted in the first two seconds and the typeface is so small. And let me just, let me just read you one of these to show you what, how, what I'm talking about here. Okay. A ghostly message, trick 41. Before your show, write down, I can barely even read it, write down on a piece of paper the words, I'm in the magician's pocket. Then crumble the paper into a ball 
and put it in the vase and cover it with the half ball and lid. Wait, there's so many. Show. Wait, there's so many items mentioned here. A vase. I know. And I'm a like, paper what are these items? and a pocket. And there's no, there's <laughs> there's no, no illustration. And there's 75 pieces in this box. And I'm just like, ah, I'm like, forget <laughs> it. You must love Ikea. My God. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. No, I hire people to put together Ikea stuff. And well, thankfully, I haven't bought it in a long time. But yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that happened to you this week. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Um, well, I had uh, this is a, my my interesting story actually started a few weeks back. So we have started like on Sunday mornings going for a walk and we go to different grocery places and we go to Essex Market, which is one of these food halls on the Lower East Side. And it's really, really nice. And we found this incredible smoked fish store called Nordic Preserves or Preservatives or something. And uh, we got some really good locks and a little bit of like smoked white fish. And um, and we took it home and it was just incredibly good. So we go there about every other weekend and uh, we went there the next weekend and we were like, that was so good. Let's try some different things. So we got some different things, a different smoked salmon and some smoked trout and whatever. And then the but then we also we thought like we'd rotate out but then we wound up getting the same things we got the week before also so we like doubled our order and the guy there who works there lou you would expect he would be like sven but it's lou who's like a chinese american guy and uh, mm-hmm. of course because of course um and he's like wow you really like smoked fish i guess um <laughs> sure here you go <laughs> and so we went from spending like 40 dollars on <laughs> on some locks to 80 dollars and then we went back this week and we couldn't control ourselves. We were like a kid at Christmas at Toys R Us and we bought $200 worth of smoked fish. But why is Lou trying to fish shame you? I feel like he's the one who works there. I like, think that's like I you thought, like smoked fish, Lou. I, I like, think, <laughs> no, you're the. I feel like we dredged the entire North Sea of fish and they're all living in our refrigerator now. It's the perfect meal. So, yeah, so I walked out with $200 worth of smoked fish and Josh Lou's like. going to be so jealous. He loves smoked fish. I and Lou's, Lou's like, I can't, I can't wait to see what you're going to buy next week if it keeps doubling every week by by the by the end of the year it's going to be like the size of the gdp we'll just yeah. be bending it'll be like a, a, a congressional bailout package just to buy smoked fish so nordic preserves um i love you my god uh, i hope we're helping keep the economy afloat the smoke the norwegian smoked Listen, you gotta do what you can <laughs> okay uh let's uh let's jump into the nopes you mind if i do this one rachel i have uh i have one that's on the top of your mind in fact yeah. you you launched by talking about it so last week there was this trump covid pivot right he was going to take things more seriously he was going to do the press conferences again he was going to stay on script he finally oh, the tone he finally yes. was adopting a presidential tone, tone. Yes. yes okay and that masks were now patriotic and and that lasted exactly one press conference. And uh, right, he had stopped belittling the scientists. And now he decided he's going to start helping the scientists rather than undercutting them. And he's going to help them by bringing in more scientists. And he found his own scientists to bring in. Like he's, he's yes, his, he has he's, the pick of the litter. He could he could have anybody. And this is this is the one. He's a he's a one man HR department. So who did he find? He found Dr. Stella Emanuel. Who is a Houston? <laughs> who is a Houston pediatrician and a minister? So there was a clip from her. Donald Jr. posted a video of her and said it's a must-watch. And Trump, of course, retweeted it. And the video is of her on the steps of the Supreme Court, flanked by other doctors, 
basically saying that she had successfully cured hundreds of patients with hydroxychloroquine. And wait, let me, I'm just going to play. I'm going to let her speak for herself. I dare not speak her words. So here, I'm going to play this clip. I came here to Washington, D.C. to tell America, nobody needs to get sick. This virus has a cure. It is called hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zitromax. I know you people want to talk about masks. Hello? You don't need masks. There is a cure. I know they don't want to open schools. No, you don't need to, people to be locked down. There is prevention and there is a cure. Okay, so that fucking bananas clip went up and it was all over social media. And then Facebook took it down, as Mark Zuckerberg explained to Congress today, because they have to take certain things down, except when they don't. Um, and she then said, po- made a post that says, Jesus Christ would destroy Facebook if her posts were not dis- uh, restored. Which um, is consistent. No, Jesus is going to destroy the servers of Facebook. Oh, the servers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, oh, I think no, she said Facebook, but she said, like, we'll overwhelm your, like, it's a DNS attack or something from <laughs> Satan. <laughs> You've been from pawned. Jesus. <laughs> from Jesus. I didn't know Jesus was in the server. With the I-, I didn't really. Jesus was that vindictive, but okay. No, and a, and a syst- and a, a systems administrator, like he, he, he knows <laughs> servers like nobody else. Okay, so um, of course the the media thankfully went in and uh, did a deep dive into her other beliefs, and you will not be surprised at what some of them are. And you alluded to one in the cold open. Uh, she of course believes that if you dream about a celebrity, you can be impregnated by a demon. Which, Which I dream about celebrities all the time. So right, like, so you I'm should definitely... you should have a brood of like fifty <laughs> demons, <laughs> and I all you have, have is one, one demon <laughs> and Coco. Coco, Coco's a demon, although <laughs> can be a demon. Um, so she goes on. She says about witches and demons. They are responsible for serious gynecological problems. We call them all kinds of names, fibroids, cysts, etc. But most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband. They are responsible for miscarriages, impotence, men that can't get it up. And you might wonder, what, what exactly is the science, the medicine? What is the biological mechanism by which that happens? She has an answer for that. It is the following. The succubus, whatever, they turn into a woman... And then they sleep with the man and collect his sperm. Then they turn into the man and they sleep with a man and deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. So let's break that down. So <laughs> wait, I'm, I, it, there seems to be an easier path. <laughs> This, this is, is like Occam's razor up. here. This is not the straightest point, the straightest line between two points. <laughs> So they okay. wait. They're the they're the woman. They get the they they sleep with the man. They get his sperm. Then they turn into a man and they sleep with the man. So it's a gay demon and deposit the sperm. I guess up its butt and reproduce more of themselves. So then the man is producing the the demons after this and. And then the man then has sex with the woman after. <laughs> it's men, like a ga- it's like a rally. It's like a game of volleyball. Like someone, <laughs> it's like a hot game of hot potato. Someone just needs to like keep the sperm and give birth to the fucking demon already. Like, really? Why? What's with this passing back and forth? <laughs> right. And then she believes in this thing called astral sex, where where you're impregnated like by a witch, not a demon, which is different. And I have a quote for that too. Hold on, I'm going to play that. 
is what we call astrasex. That means this person is not really a demon or nephilim. It's just a human being that's a witch. And they astra project and sleep with people. Right. So that I, at first I thought she was saying like ass sex or something, which it might be also. But no, this is astral sex. And, and here's just a quick buffet of some of her other things. She believes that Pokemon are Eastern demons. She <laughs> she holds particular hate for a magic eight ball, which she thinks drives children into witchcraft. Um, and she also believes the government is run in part not by humans, but by reptilians and other aliens. So this is our new That's doctor. Legit. <laughs> this is, this is why Fauci does not want to resign. <laughs> this is our new Dr. Fauci. This is who would fill the void if Fauci and, and Bricks or Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks resigned. So and, and then of course, resigned. when called out, this is the last thing. I saw Kaylee McEnany, that great by the way, she misspeaks half she's like Teresa Judice. She's and Ramona. She misspeaks half the words that come out of her mouth, and she's the yes. spokesperson, which she's is disgusting. She's a moron. So she said it was a three-second remark in a five-minute video, and he agreed with those lines, which was that the hydroxychloroquine lines, but like omitted the fact that she was also talking about like succubus demons. (laughs) No, of course he believes in the succubus demons, but I have to say my favorite one of her beliefs, which you did not mention, is that schools teach children to meditate so that children can have meetings with demons. (laughs) (laughs) Meetings like a Zoom. (laughs) in fact you think this is a two-way zoom but it's really a three three ways we have some demons (laughs) wait who's this other this third box on here there's no video on it (laughs) and no name it's it's, it's a demon okay nope 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 But, but one thing i do have to say that's the biggest nope of all is that madonna Oh. posted a video of this doctor and said in the caption that nobody's listening to this Stella manual and there's a cure and it's being hidden. But Instagram went and blocked the video and she wound up taking it down. And then Annie Lennox today, <laughs> of the arrhythmics, wound up shooting Madonna down and saying she can't believe that she's actually saying this. So okay. um, nope to Madonna. That's terrible. And Yeah, and nope she's a kook the, anyway. I mean, yeah, she's she went off the I deep mean, end a long time ago. Okay, so nope unfortunate. to Doctor. Nope. I wonder okay. if Stella Emanuel's related to Ari Emanuel, the Emanuel brothers. That would be interesting if she was I like the, the the black sheep of the family. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. No to all of these idiots. No. Okay. Rachel, what okay. have you been reading about? Yeah. So um, I, I'm definitely treading into hot water by talking about this, which I can't believe that is, is the case, which is why I'm talking about it. So it's the black and white selfie campaign. It's so controversial. I'm like afraid to even bring it up. We're going to lose <laughs> lose our license. Our We're going to lose our broadcasting license. The FCC yes. will shut us down. <laughs> yes, but I have to be fearless and uh, I have to talk about it. So on Monday, I got this like innocent DM on Instagram from my friend Jenna. And it was so sweet. She was like, I think you're phenomenal and you're strong and amazing. And she asked me to post a photo um and then there was a bunch of instructions on what hashtag to use and who to pass it along to and who to tag and as i mentioned earlier i cannot read instructions so i was like oh this is a whole schmagoo i'll come back to it later and then of course i forgot all about it but then the whole world went insane about this thing um who could have imagined that there would be a backlash 
to this very minor meme about female empowerment. Uh, people were like, how dare you ask me to post a selfie when federal agents are arresting people wait, in our cities? I don't how know, dare you I don't understand. Me? Wait, 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 wait. The whole thing is just, a, what, a black and white selfie or a selfie? A black and white selfie. It's like, I think you're an amazing woman. Post a selfie and tag it. I accept this challenge. So it's like a chain letter. It's like a chain letter. It's like a chain letter just to like, you know, boost people's spirits in this time. No. It was a nothing. It's a no. nonsense nothing. It's like a a who cares, right? Right, right. And like people are going bananas, like you're commodifying women on Instagram and people are being murdered and you're posting a selfie. Ah! So the (laughs) indignation over something seemingly so minor was surprising to me. Um, People were like shaming women for posting a selfie meme that was supposed to be a thing to lift women up. So um, I was like, nobody is winning here except for Vladimir Putin. <laughs> an eye and for an eye right into makes sense. the whole world blind, right? Exactly. In the words of Gandhi. <laughs> exactly. And then like, there's like the backlash to the backlash. So I tweeted, hashtag, I accept the challenge to not shame women for posting a selfie for a campaign intended to lift women up. And that was controversial too. Someone tweeted at me, women have to be permitted to challenge other women without it be con- being considered bitchy or shaming. It's reductionist, patronizing, blah, blah, blah. So um, I, I just don't know. I agree with people that th- this cause was vague. There was no charity associated <laughs> with it. It's not a challenge. It wasn't the ice bucket people. challenge. It wasn't no. the ice bucket challenge. Yet, so much of what we do on the internet is nonsensical, especially on Instagram. So why not have a day where women post a selfie? Who cares? It's yeah, this was no nonsense. more or less like, nonsensical than the other nonsense that goes on. Yes. So I would say I'm like both sidesing this, but I'm no sidesing. I'm neither <laughs> for nor against it. I, I am against thinking that this is some great expression of feminism, which nobody I know did. And I'm also against shaming people for participating in it. I think we all have to calm down. Everyone's got like this like hair triggered temper and we need to take a breath <laughs> before we freak out over a thing that you can either do or ignore. And move on. So nope to the haters. Nope to the lovers of this challenge. <laughs> I accept Move this on. Just move on. Just move on. With all judgment. Just move on. <laughs> okay. okay. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what we need to chill out a little bit? We all need to listen to some EDM, some pop EDM. Oh, yes. Some EDM. <laughs> um, we have reached peak, peak late stage capitalism and nothing (laughs) encapsulates this more than an event that took place right out here in the Hamptons this week. Um, The event was called Safe and Sound, which ironically was very much not. Neither neither safe nor sound. (laughs) And um, it had everything. Let me just tell you some of the things that it had. Um, There's like a festival, like a music festival. It's like a music festival concert festival but it's supposed to be socially distant okay um it had a tequila sponsor that is co-owned by an instagram meme marketing agency and a dj duo and the meme marketing agency is of course fuck jerry who you may remember oh, from God. fire festival yes yeah so i they can't own believe they're still in business yeah brand with the dj duo the chain smokers and so the concert was the chain smokers and then there was another dj set by the ceo of goldman sachs <laughs> because of course, <laughs> because of course you can't just not. be one thing you got to be a D- everyone's got to be a dj 
<laughs> yes. And so then there were 3,000 people there, including the Winklevoss twins. Oh, God. Well, they're everywhere. Buy. They would attend the opening Crypto, of an envelope. Currency, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And this is all happening in the middle of a global pandemic. So it's supposed. So you can buy this. It's supposed to be socially distant. That That was how the whole thing was envisioned. You could buy a 20 by 20 parking space for the night for $25,000. Wouldn't want that. That is the most Hamptons thing that anyone has ever said. People, people freak out when I tell them that I pay $700 a month for my parking spot in downtown Manhattan, but it is downtown Manhattan. It is for a whole month. For one night, you can have a parking spot. One night only. The the CEO of Goldman Sachs do a DJ set. Okay. So the profits from all this were allegedly going to a variety of different charities, but I'll believe that when I see it, I feel like this has like a scam written all over it. Oh, sure. I mean, this is like. You know Billy the Billy McFarland Smoker. from prison and ja, ja Rule are doing yes. this, right? <laughs> like Jane Smokers is the Ja Rule in this situation, and yes. Goldman Sachs guy is the Billy McFarland. Yes, and fuck Jerry is fuck Jerry. They're, <laughs> right. They're the constant. They're the constant. Yes. <laughs> They're the common thread. Um, so of course, like it's supposed to be everyone in their parking spaces or socially distant. <laughs> they were handing out masks. Oh, and- I see that you're supposed to sit in the part in the car. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought you just had to pay for the place to put your car and then you went out and went to the park. No, no, it's like oh. a car concert, but people did not stay in their cars. Of they got so. out of their yeah. cars. Um, and you could also buy a ticket for like, I don't know, $1,500 to stand, but you had to be socially distant. But nobody was, right? Yeah. So there were, it was a mosh pit. If you saw these, there were it videos. It was the Lake of the Ozarks all over again. Yes, nobody was wearing masks. They were dancing. They were going crazy to DJ David Solomon of Goldman Sachs. And I'm I'm really going to kill myself right now just even talking about this. Um, so New York Governor Andrew Cuomo shared one of these videos on Twitter, writing videos from a concert held in Southampton on Saturday's show, egregious social distancing violations. <laughs> I'm appalled. The Department of Health will conduct an investigation. We have no tolerance for this illegal and reckless endangerment of public health. And so then the concert promoters... <laughs> Had a, had a statement in their defense. They said, this video was taken from an angle that doesn't properly <laughs> convey. Every video is taken from an angle. <laughs> from an, what angle? Like, it was like an over. This is like the Trump inauguration. This is like the inauguration crowd. It's like, oh, it was taken from an angle that undercounted the number of You do of not people. see what you saw. Your eyes are deceiving. Like, I mean, you can't even. So, nope to all of this. This is terrible. Who wanted to go to this in the first place? And I also want to do further investigation to make sure that the stupid people who did go, that their money did make it to charity because that's the least. Is that what you're going to spend the next do. week doing in between setting up that's magic what... tricks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to yes. file a FOIA request. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate the, the chain safe festival. <laughs> investigate the chain smokers. No, please, could we end this? No, absolutely. Okay. Not. You have one more note before we do our summer music, right? Yes, I have one more note. Um, so Gigi Hadid posted a slideshow of her new apartment decor, and I am horrified, offended, and mystified. And let me just sort of 
back up for a second. Gigi is, for those of you who don't know her, she's what could be called a supermodel these days. She's the daughter of Yolanda Hadid, who herself was a model back in the 90s, and she was a former cast member of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, one of our finest living former cast members, (laughs) and uh, Mohammed Hadid, who's a big real estate developer in Los Angeles. So she's a beautiful girl who's had access to everything she's ever wanted her entire life. And yet, (laughs) and yet. (laughs) It is not enough. (laughs) She has the taste level of a young child at the circus. Um, so, so she put up this like Instagram slideshow and she said, spent all of last year designing and curating my passion project, Dream Spot. Of course, it all came together right before quarantining out of the city, but I'm excited for the time I'll get to spend enjoying all the special corners that were made with a little help from some of my favorite creatives who embraced all my ideas and didn't call me crazy. She crazy. Girl. <laughs> Wait, look. It's also Girl, very crazy. It's also only crazy rich people who spend an entire year decorating an apartment. Right? Like for real. An apartment. Like, like right. I that mean, is like one one trip to Crate and Barrel, it should be. Yes. Right. Like okay. Yes. So she spent okay. a year doing this masterpiece. Tell us about the masterpiece. Okay. So um Okay, so she said special thanks to Gordon Kahn. Gordon Kahn is a New York residential architectural firm, which helped her. So there were professionals involved. There were enablers. And so what can we say about the space? (laughs) On the plus side, there's a lot of color. Um, (laughs) A lot of designers. So we know who to arrest for these crimes. Humanity. I think first we need to address the foyer, which has a painting that looks like it was created by a child. And it says, welcome all ages, all colors, all sizes, all cultures, all beliefs, all religions, all types of people are safe here. But the reality is that nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. I wanted, nobody is safe. I wanted to avert my eyes, but we, we must not look away. Um, so I, I just want to, but in fact, the only people, the only people who are welcome are like her snotty rich friends or like celebrities or like beautiful people who she actually invites in. Nobody else is welcome. Okay. Yes. To be clear. Right. Okay. I mean, it's not like an, it's not like she's like leaving her door open for, (laughs) (laughs) like no one is welcome. And if you are like your eyes are going to hurt because it's crazy. So, okay. So I have to address the fact that there is an unexplained six foot yellow ballpoint pen leaning <laughs> against the corner <laughs> in the foyer. <laughs> okay. I don't know why it's there. Um, next, let's tour the living room, which has a sofa by Miss Sony, consisting of all different colors and textures. Each cushion is living its own autonomous life. And honestly, <laughs> it's not all that bad. If it was just like this one thing, I would say that's fine. But no, it's not. Everything is like a crazy burst of color. There's like an antique bucket in the corner containing antique and modern skis. There's a painting on the wall that looks like a close-up of the coronavirus under the microscope. It's on this like weirdly shaped jagged canvas that looks like the state of New Jersey. Um, Then we see the kitchen. The kitchen needs to be discussed. Okay, there's a kitchen island and on it is this large wooden bowl and inside there would ordinarily be like fruit right fruit or green green apples right right, something but at Gigi's apartment there are (laughs) billiard balls of course they're more colorful they're more colorful Right. Um, But the most insane thing about the kitchen is the cabinets. They have these glass panels on the front, you know, where you could like put things in like inside in between the two glass things to create a design motif. 
I don't, but I'll I'll okay. take your word for it. Yes. <laughs> but you know how it's some retailers, they'll do that as like a cutesy thing. This is her kitchen. And she put pasta in between the two glass panels on the oh, outside I know what you of mean. her cabinets. Okay. So she's, uh, yeah. it's a pasta museum exhibit. It's a pasta museum exhibit. And so the, the fir- there's like a row of cabinets. And the first row has a door that is filled with green penne. And then there's yellow bow ties. Then there's red fettuccine, and then there's blue bow ties. So it's like primary color pastas. It sounds like there's a coded message in there. I think that means something to someone. I don't know who. I don't know. Maybe to Bella or Yolanda. I don't know who it means something to. You would think she would have lemons, right? (laughs) Right. It's like a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills joke. Okay. So she tagged um, Salty Seattle on the picture of the pasta cabinet. So I clicked on that and it led to the Instagram page of Linda Miller Nicholson, who calls herself a pasta artist. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. By the way, this so is the same the story as the safe and sound thing. This is just like the ridiculous thing that people do when they have too much money and too much time and no taste. No taste. Exactly. Exactly. So the the final thing I'll mention is the downstairs bathroom, which is wallpapered in New Yorker covers, but not really wallpaper. It looks like they're hung up with like scotch tape oh. like in high school when you used to collect absolute ads. In, On your lock in your locker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in your locker. Yeah. So um, I don't know, Gigi, call me. You have surrounded yourself <laughs> with yes people and you need some no people who are going to tell you what's We're the up. no people. We could do this for 10% of whatever you paid these interior decorators. We will give you a 90% discount to rip out all of this shit and do it all in crate and barrel. Yes, or room and board. Or right, whatever, nice neutral, you know? neutral colors. Design neutral within tone. reach. <laughs> yeah, splurge. Do some design within reach. Why not? <laughs> so there's no excuse for this lapse in judgment. Um, and I keep thinking of what uh, the Countess Luanne de Lesseps said. Money, Money pink, buy, buy you class. class. Yeah, okay. Elegance is learned. Okay, so let's move on. To <laughs> That's a no. Okay. I know you're, I know you're anxious. <laughs> well, I'm always. I, I start getting anxious for summer music series. The minute last the previous week's ends. Okay, so uh, this, as I teased, is commonly recognized as one of the worst videos of the 1980s. It is Torture by the Jacksons. Now, this is a song that you will very likely have forgotten or never have heard of because it is really terrible. At best, I could I say it's bland. This. No? Okay, it was a it was a no. minor minor imprint on my brain, um, but I was looking at like some of the really bad videos, and this jumped out. Okay, so uh, maybe I should play a little bit of it just up front because I always forget to pause to play for it. So here's the chorus of this song. So this song came off of the Jackson's 1984 Victory album. It's called Victory. And just to give an idea, like this was just after Michael Jackson's Thriller, biggest artist in the history of the world. And this was him kind of throwing his bone to his brothers who had been left behind. And he decided he was going to like participate vaguely in their project, which was the Victory album. And Could I just clarify something for a second? So the Jacksons, it's different from the Jackson 5. It's just the boys, right? It's like... I the the Jackson 5 was just the boys. 
It's no, unclear. Wasn't... Janet Jackson was well, like three Janet? years old. No, she was like two years old okay. at the time. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Right. There's also like Rebbe. There's others. But this is, I, I someone will write in to correct me if I'm wrong, but even then it is unclear how many Jacksons participated in this Jackson's album. <laughs> it's true because there were so many costumes. <laughs> right. Okay. So it was originally supposed to be Jackie Jackson and Michael Jackson, but Jackie had other commitments <laughs> and his part went to Jermaine Jackson. So the Jacksons... The rest of the Jacksons sang, sang the song, and I, it looks like there are four or five of them. And then Michael did sing, because you can hear his, like, hee-hee in the, in the background. Um, but he wasn't available for the video. Imagine that. So they borrowed a wax dummy of Michael Jackson from Madame Tussauds. Um, and oh. <laughs> that's what... So that, who appears, you really can't tell. But then Jermaine, the other Jackson who sang the song, wasn't in the video either for unknown reasons. So it's other, some combination of real life Jacksons and wax Jacksons, none of whom actually sang on the song. (laughs) Yes. And the entire video is basically in the dark. So you have no idea who's actually in it. Um, some permutation. Right, it could have been anybody. It could have been anyone. It, been it, like it was. It was. Lopper. <laughs> I think it was. No, she would have been a better dancer. Okay, so this video um, was a fiasco from a t- production point of view. It makes every other summer music <laughs> series video we've done look like a masterpiece. Okay, <laughs> it does it really? Does. <laughs> so this was filmed at the. Kaufman Astoria Studios in Queens, right by you in Long Island City. The original choreographer was a woman named Perry Lister from the British dance troupe called Hot Gossip. But she dropped out, and they picked a Lakers girl to uh, choreograph it instead. And that Lakers girl's name was Paula Abdul. Oh, nice. So this this was her big breakout. This monstrosity was, was choreographed by Paul Abdul, and somehow her career uh, survived. Well, the choreography is not the worst part of it, I will say. <laughs> no, there There's are so many worst parts. Far worse. <laughs> okay. So the director, Jeff Stein, uh, has given an interview about this after the fact. He said the shoot was an experience that lived up to the song title, which is torture. He said at some point the Jacksons stopped showing up, which is unusual for... <laughs> for it's your video. <laughs> it's their video for some number of them. I imagine that's rare. <laughs> he said, the shoot was so stressful. <laughs> the shoot was so stressful that one of the crew members lost lost control of her bodily functions. <laughs> what? She peed. It was so stressful. She lost control of her bodily function. Which which function? That's really vague. I need more information. The crew's motto was death or victory. And he said, I think that was the only time we ever prayed for death. Uh, the Jacksons were Jehovah's Witnesses, so that meant no drugs or alcohol on the set. But then he spotted them behind a cyclorama in a 30-foot-high silhouette shoveling something into their nostrils. So, oh. yeah, I'm not 100% sure what a cyclorama is, but I guess it's something that produces a 30-foot-high silhouette of you. 
As a result of this, the production company went bankrupt. <laughs> As a result of this, okay. the song was a failure. It peaked at number 17. And um, it's a truly terrible song. And the worst thing about this song is that it's six minutes and 30 seconds. The video, no video should be six minutes and 30 seconds. Like, no. it's like no, you have to justify each minute over three minutes. Right. It's like really. a, a, a movie that's three hours long. Like you, if it's The Godfather, sure. But like right. this is at best, this should have capped out at three minutes. Like go. Isn't two- Thriller like six minutes? Yes. And this is no Thriller. Okay. <laughs> let me, let me go in as we do and try to describe, but I have the video, but I have really met my match on this one. It is so incoherent. It is unclear who is being tortured in this torture video. The best as I can tell the story is about one of the Jacksons pursuing an Egyptian princess who like taunts him to like through a house of horrors of some sort. Okay, so here's He's like how running it... the gauntlet. It's yes. like Frozen meets Fifty Shades of Grey in like a house of horrors with yes. the queen at the end. <laughs> with the queen at the end. So it starts out with a picture of a Jackson. So I don't know which Jackson is like the protag- protagonist Jackson, the main one. So I'm just going to say it's Jermaine, who wasn't even in the video. I'm just going to call him Jermaine Jackson. I don't because I don't know what else to call him because nobody knows. It could have been wax. I have no idea. So it starts wearing out wearing a lot of masks too. So it's hard yeah. to know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they do or do not have eyes. But we'll get to that <laughs> in different parts of their body. So it starts with a picture of one of the Jacksons. He explodes. There's a pan to re- reveal three or four or five Jacksons. It's unclear. There's one who has like a red spiky guitar, another one who has the like keyboard around their neck in the 80s style. And then they zoom out and there's like dancers wearing like white plumes, like snowy egrets. And then it cuts to just a a hand with like six inch, 12 inch curling fingernails with handcuffs and just snapping their fingers. Like, and Which is that's not possible. The, when you have nails that long, you cannot snap, snap your Snap your fingers. I don't know. It was artificially, it was CGI'd or something like that. Then they cut to a some sort of Nosferatu character who has like ears for eyes and a mouth for a nose and warts <laughs> on his hands. And he like alternates between snarling and dancing and swaying. And then Jermaine or Randy is outside an Egyptian temple. And he walks in and there's this huge pipe organ with a big eye over the top. And then he's walking down like a runway, like the aisle of the church or the temple. And there are these hands with like fingernails clawing for him coming out of like grates in the floor. So I guess it's the fingernail lady who is like snapping her fingers. Now there's 50 of them and they're all grabbing at him. And he stops because he's so scared of all this. And he has a fist and he opens up his hand and there is like a bloody, like an eye in his hand. Like there's an eye embedded in his hand. Like, like an the, eyeball. It is yes. so disturbing. Like the yes. hand, the hands have eyes, right? <clears throat> then there's like a, a gimp wearing chain mail with a whip. And every time he does the whip, the, their sparks fly. And then we get into the literal, the literal part. We love our like literal visual interpretations of lyrics. So there's a, a the, the, in the verse, there's a line that goes, "She runs up the stairs to nowhere, 
And he's literally running upstairs <laughs> that are like made of cardboard that are, that are like shaking. That's the worst as he's lyric. Walking. She runs up the stairs to nowhere. That's the worst. <laughs> and like you vaguely see the like the Egyptian princess at the top like summoning him. And then he's in a like a canvas. I don't even know how to describe this. Like a tent. Like a like a rectilinear tent of some sort, and he's trapped in it. And there's like Nosferatu's outside grabbing at him, and it's like, like a it's latex stretchy. balloon. He's yeah. like inside of a latex balloon, and, and they're, they're like, like pushing their face against it, so you can see the outlines of their face. And then for cut the scene, now there's the dancers who I'm guessing were like the plumed dancers. Now they're in full. Bird? How would you describe that? Like crepe paper? Like birds? I think it's like snowflake almost. Like they look like um, snowmen. (laughs) They were like snowmen. They're like snowy owls. Snowy owls. (laughs) Dancing in formation. Um, And then the Egyptian princess appears again, like summoning him. So like she's twirling. She's more like a queen. She's like some kind of like ethereal queen. She's the only person in this video who looks remotely like a person like a person (laughs) (laughs) and they hired some actors out of central casting like just stand there and twirl put on this outfit stand there hold a wand and wear a crown and twirl (laughs) (laughs) then there's like three of the jacksons are there and then they whip off their 80s glasses and now they have no eyes except you can see like the fake special effects so you can actually see their eyes like the corners of their eyes are sticking out from like whatever plastic they put over their eyes like it wasn't even computerized they just like put band-aids over their eyes or something so now Jermaine or randy is running down the same hallway again now there's spikes coming out of the walls and the floor opens and he falls into a giant spider web and then he's being attacked by spider dancers who are clawing at him and now he's in a dungeon and what emerges but a row of five skeletons who come alive and they start like a line dance and they start break dancing and they're and doing they head moonwalk. spin and they moonwalk. So that's their homage to brother Michael. And they Michael. start doing head spins. And honestly, this looks like the technology here. It's like Jason and the Argonauts from like 1967. <laughs> this is <Yes>. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like literally it was like stop motion. They hired like a kindergarten class to make a like skeleton stop motion machine. And then at the end, the princess walks up to the skeleton, hooks up with the skeleton and scene. That's it. I I want to hear like an oral history of the making of this video <laughs> from the perspective of the princess. <laughs> she was like, what did I sign up for? They're like, just stand over there. And <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear from the skeletons. <laughs> that was probably thrilling for them. <laughs> Yes. They're like, okay, you're going to be in the role of Michael Jackson. You're going to get to moon dance. It's going to be just like Michael Jackson, except you're going to be a skeleton. <laughs> and you won't actually be in the video. <laughs> We're just going to We're just going to capture you. your emotions. <laughs> they didn't even have that back then. So um, really, if, if you do nothing else this week, please go Google the Jacksons. It will it will be a waste of your time, but it will not because it will. it's a cultural artifact of the 80s, the likes of which we have no other. I will put torture the torture video in the show notes. And yes, yes, well, please do. Yes. Don't do. Thank you, Brian. You really <laughs> suffered for your art. <laughs> I outdid myself <laughs> this time. And uh, we have another good one lined up for next week. Okay, that's all the note I can take. Let's do our yups. These are little 
Rays of Light, the Little Beacons of Hope, the other way around, maybe that got us through the week. Rachel, what do you have? Yeah, so um, my up this week goes to the humble tomato. Um, <laughs> I realize, <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is the food. You're really, scra- you're really scraping. <laughs> scraping the bottom. Well, listen, it was a terrible week. Tomatoes brought me joy. It's like saying, like, oh, Taylor Swift, yup, to Taylor Swift, um, whose album is fantastic, by the way. But I'm going with tomatoes because they, they did bring me great joy this week. And I realized that if good fresh tomatoes were around all year, I would have them every day. And there are all sorts of tomato salads that are amazing. (laughs) Wait, you're really talking about just tomatoes. It is is coming into tomato season soon. Not quite yet. Tomato season. No, you get fresh tomatoes. It's delicious. And I've been um, really into the caprese (laughs) salad this week. You just like add a little mozzarella, salt, pepper, oil, balsamic, a little fresh basil on top. It's super easy. Yeah, we all know it's in a caprese salad. I know, but you throw, you know what I do? I put in a little avocado if you want to get crazy. Oh, like super food. Yeah, so, yeah. so anyway, that's my yup. Thank okay. you, tomatoes. <laughs> my yup is equally, this is a summer food spectacular. I already gave a yup to smoked fish. Now I'm going to give an equally compelling yup to gluten-free panko breadcrumbs. You were making fun of me for tomatoes. <laughs> so uh, I have celiac disease. So I've been gluten-free my whole life before it was trendy. And I always wanted to have like a schnitzel or something with like a crunchy coating. And they just came out with gluten-free panko breadcrumbs. And um, where have you been all my life? I did the whole thing with like dredge and the flour and the egg and the panko and I did pork chops and chicken thighs and I can't get enough and Doug even likes it and I actually seasoned the flour with like paprika I'm coming up with all these fucking Oh you could do chicken parm you or you can do like yeah. a milanese yeah. Yeah. There's no end to what I can do. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world for me. (laughs) I'm glad that they've created those. I I don't know what took so long. It's the definition of a yup. It's something that brought joy to my life in this terrible week. That's all. We have to look for the little things. Tomatoes, breadcrumbs. Okay. Well, our summer music series took up so much time that we are really out of time. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Grab their phone. Hit subscribe for them because... You can't rely on them to do it themselves. Uh, Thank you for listening. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot.